See, I'm going to go with options four and skin on mine. Skin four and skin. There it is. Welcome to the Mammoth Games Cast for the week of July 27th. I'm one of your hosts, Night Swarm, and with me, as always, Filtercord. What's up, gamers? And and Johnny. I, I need to. We need to. I, I'm gonna. Re, we're gonna rework this for next week. <laughs> Yo. That's the plan, right? Never heard that before. Yeah, I think this is like the fourth <laughs> week of reworking it for next week. One day it'll be next well, week. I did. Well, yeah, you're right. But next <laughs> week we skipped last week. So I yeah. couldn't have reworked it for next week, last time. Wait, next week we skipped last week? Yeah, next, next week, week we, we skipped. Skip. Yeah, that's correct. Hold on. Is this like that James when... Bond thing, like next week never comes? <laughs> <laughs> Every day is tomorrow. Is, has a tomorrow. There will never, yesterday tomorrow will never, never sleeps? Every, I don't remember. Every day is tomorrow's next week yesterday? Uh, one of us only tells the truth and the other one only lies. Oof. You have to figure out which is which. It's gonna be a rough one, folks. It's gonna be a rough one. I want to. I I I want to. I want to make a octopusy joke, but I'm mm. trying to like figure out. It's all there. How do I know? get this out and still have a job tomorrow? <laughs> oh. As we're all watching a Cubivore video live. Absolute god tier <laughs> shit. Honestly. <laughs> I think I'm gonna Don't go buy up. a PS One just so I can play Monster Rancher. I'm gonna hmm. put in like modern like 4k blu-rays and see if it can pick up all right so why don't we go ahead and just jump into uh usually we've been cutting out the games we've been playing um this time we've actually been playing some stuff i mean other than we've i think we've all touched a little bit and not like super dove into anything yeah yeah and by that Uh, I i mean i've been playing ghost of tsushima yeah, on the what we've been playing, it just said says Ghost of Tsushima. It has no one's name next to yep. it. Have we all been playing Ghost? Johnny, have you been playing Ghost? I, of I haven't. It's installed. Um, I got lucky oh, enough yeah. to score a free copy, but I've been watching like four or five different friends play through it. Um, mm-hmm. It's one of those games I'm not invested enough in that I care about spoilers, so I'm just watching people play it, and it looks gorgeous, yeah. and I really can't wait to get time for it. That's correct. Yeah, it's, it's really good. Um, I mean, in a lot of ways, like... It reminds me a lot of the earlier Assassin's Creed games. Yeah. Where it's just like, okay, this is what we're doing, and that's that's it. Like, you know what I mean? Like, this is it. That's it. Yeah, the, I mean, there's things that they're doing that really set them apart. Like, um, mm-hmm. like their uh, showdown battles. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The, uh, so fun. The, like, what are they? It's not like call-outs, but um, standoffs. Yeah. And they do the standoffs. Yeah. That's really cool. Yeah, it's like one on one. I mean, it's the same like cutscene every time, but much, sometimes yeah. some different things happen. Like, I think you start one, and then one of the guys is like, "No, no, no, don't kill me!" Like, he's yeah, you that can, guy. Like, don't punch me in the face. Yeah, you can get like mercy. Like, sometimes people will like get scared and try to run away, and you can just let them go. Yeah, and it, like it doesn't like they don't come back with reinforcements or anything. It doesn't punish you for like showing mercy because that's part of your whole deal. Yeah. So. I mean, it's been pretty good. It's actually a lot longer than I was going, you know, than yeah. I planned. Like, I'm getting off off of the first island, and I think I'm, like, 15 mm-hmm. hours in. So it's like, damn. Like, I still have this whole northern section. Yeah, yeah it's, um, I got to that same point where 
Um, you know, they're like, okay, let's make the push onto the main castle or whatever. And I was like, uh, I think I'm just going to clean up South Island first, you know? Right. So, because I do, like, it's definitely, I can sense that this is one of those games that when you, like, the story's going to really rapidly accelerate you toward an ending. And, like, I want to just spend time in this world more. Like, you feel like you crested a hill and you just kind of want to go back before you fly downward. Right. Right. And they don't force you to no. you know turn around and go to these places it's you have this main story this goal that you're trying to complete and you're recruiting people and these people have their own woes that they're worrying yeah. about so some of them I mean, have like that's 10 their quests. side story right you know like um, just as an observer of watching people play it like the way you explore the world and the way combat feels just popping up here and there throughout it Mm-hmm. It just reminds me of the experience I got when I first played Breath of the Wild, and okay. it, it just by having like not really all that pressure to go to that next place, but to to be free to explore around and find some cool new stuff, and mm-hmm. get into a lot of new crazy battles and do a ton of optional stuff. Yeah, yeah. I mean, the like usually when I think of a side story or a side quest, I think of this thing that like oh, this doesn't really matter, you know. Mm-hmm. But in this game, it really feels. Um, like, important it feels important to yeah. figure out what these people are going through. You know, like, oh, this person's whole clan is wiped out. This person is trying to save a, you know, a family member. This mm-hmm. person just is trying to get drunk. Like, hell it's, yeah, it, it's interesting. And I think going forward, without kind of knowing these things, um. You know, the people who are doing that, I feel like they might be missing a, mm-hmm. you know, like a, an important connection. Yeah. Yeah, I think they've done a really good job of making the side quest feel like, like you said, important. Important. Which yeah. is not something that's necessarily easy to do. For sure. This is the- and it's a big game. Yeah. Like. But still, they did a really good job of containing it because you're on, you know, Tsushima Island, which has a north part and a south part, and that's it. Like, you're not going to these like there, there's not like you're on a continent that and you're like ringed in by mountain ranges which a lot of uh, open world games kind of have that where it's like hey it's open world but you can only walk on this little corner that we gave you right like yeah. you get pretty much the whole island for sure it's definitely going to take so. the PS4 out on a high note yeah the yeah, final uh, um, first party PS4 game well I mean, right. we still don't have a date for these consoles or a. Don't worry about it. Don't don't worry about a date. There, there, there'll be yeah, an don't worry about that. It's coming out. We'll, don't we'll, worry. Talk, we'll talk about that don't. next week tomorrow. I bet. <laughs> hey, and that's full circle. All next right. Week tomorrow. So. Name of my memoirs. So why don't we go ahead and jump into the games releasing? We actually have a pretty stacked week. So I mean, compared to what we've out. been having of like negative two games coming out per week, yeah. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> um, but. First, if you guys get the chance, head over to facebook.com backslash Inc. Talk with us about all the things that we're going to usually discuss here on the show there first. Um, as well, check us out on Twitter at Mammoth Games Inc. So you know we go live and do junk just like this. Uh, let's jump into that first game uh, that we've already been playing. Yeah, luckily, um, like you said, we've got some actual like real impressions of this one. Uh, we're mm-hmm. talking about Carrion from Devolver Digital on Xbox, Switch, and PC. Um, it's on Game Pass, which is where I've been playing it. I think 
uh, Johnny you did as well. Oh yeah, without a doubt. Game Pass, that's yeah. that's the best thing about it. I don't have to buy anything anymore. Exactly. I just give somebody else my money and they decide what <laughs> games I should play. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. Thank you, sir. May I have another, please? I mean, it's a real hands-off experience. It's the, yeah. it's the best kind of advertising. Like, so this game is just proving that we're all a monster, right? Yeah. Like, we. It gives me a couple of different uh, similar vibes, which is like, I mean, for one, it's it's doing like the typical sort of Metroidvania style of like. You go to these rooms and you get an ability and then that ability lets you go to another room that you passed 20 minutes ago. But like it also has this sort of like almost like the end game of like inside where you're like an insanely powerful like thing that is like like in this game you're like a meat monster and you're just like absorbing people and getting big. Yeah, and I love that you said yeah. you're you're like the thing because it was yeah. getting early comparisons to the thing. Yeah. I like the comparison to Meatwad. <laughs> Meatwad. <laughs> You're right. I, d I wasn't thinking of that, but that would be a great mod. Because he could definitely turn into Am Abraham Lincoln with the samurai sword. Mm -hmm. I've seen you know? But, it, yeah, it's it's kind of a cool concept. Um, you guys were talking a little bit how you could, like, uh, like how control works with the character. Yeah, uh, so... Like how you, like, link up and you can, like suction to a part of the ceiling and then you just kind of hang out there yeah it like sends out tendrils that like attach to every surface you know <laughs> any surface nearby and then you like have to manually manipulate things so if you want to like tear a door or like a crate out of the way to like let you access different areas like you have to do that manually but otherwise you'll send out these like little like vines sort of that like hook onto things and pull you in and allow you to do some real fucked up shit. Nice. And it will yeah, just yeah. kind of suspend itself like a hammock. Yeah, extremely it, good. This looks this looks awesome. It, it's um, it's a lot of fun. I, I recommend anybody that's into like just disgustingly gross games um, mm -hmm. to to try it out, especially if you like Metroidvanians and want to be the bad yeah. guy, because you are just literally you consume people to get bigger, and that's how you regain health. But you're just you're just ripping people in half. You rip people in half, eat them, and then just go into the next room. Hell yeah! And it's a lot like, of traveling. I want to play this. I want to play this on Game Pass, but this feels like something I would love on the Switch. Yeah, that's a really good point. Because it feels it has the same feel as some of the other really good games. Um, you know, some of the really good indie games that Ape you know, Out. We we played on the yeah, like Ape Out, like. Um, the Messenger, like, um, Katana Zero, yeah, like, yeah, it has a lot of, like, similar vibes. Now, I, um, I, I would normally say the same thing, but I, with this one, it just, it feels really awesome on a big screen, because mm -hmm. you are doing a lot of, like, your travel, a lot of it is you're hiding in duct work, um, at least early on, yeah. you're, you're trying to stay hidden, because it's easy to die, like, you'll start encountering people with guns that'll start shooting at you and it's yeah early on they can just shred you yeah you're it's really hard to control your character already so when you're getting shot at from different angles and trying to kill people and trying to hide at the same time it's it's really anxiety inducing um yeah. and it's really easy to die but on a bigger screen it just you feel the scope of it so much more because you are traveling through the duct work and like dropping in behind people to try to kill them and it's it's a lot of fun mm -hmm. It's like they knew, uh, like a few of these developers knew, this year was going to be shit. 
So they're like, we'll just make everyone yeah, the monster. We yeah, have make this, like we have Manhunter cool stuff. Yeah, it's cool. Uh, so moving along, um, the next big title, uh, the twenty eighth is the day. That's twenty eighth day, of course. Twenty eighth um, is big. From uh, THQ Nordic for PS4, Xbox One, and PC, we're finally getting Destroy All Humans. Um, Hell yeah. It's the uh, complete remake of Destroy All Humans. Um, And it looks really good. This game was really, really fun back in the... Like, I played it on PS2. I can't remember where else it was. Mm. Um, Probably GameCube, Xbox One. Well, or original Xbox, I should say. Uh, Maybe not GameCube. I'm not too sure, but it's a cool concept. You're an alien. You're basically invading. You're just trying to uh, blend in and destroy um, and learn about humans. And, again, you're destroying them. So you're playing the monster, technically. Yeah, this. I'm really excited for this. Smell a theme. Yeah. um, I feel like we've been looking at this forever. It is... um, a really cool game to play, and you don't have to like invest a lot mm-hmm. in it. Yeah, it, um, yeah, it's a really good zone out game. Like it's yep. yeah, you can just get in there. You can um, you Kill know some humans. just yeah, t- like take out, take out an area and not really have to worry about you know like a really huge story or you know something that's gonna like draw. it's a simple concept. Get in there and destroy humans. Oh, yeah. Yeah, if you're having a bad day at work, you don't want to think too much, go home, boot this guy up, throw Netflix on in the background or your favorite podcast, and just zone out oh, zone out to the game and take in whatever else you can. It's so weird to me, getting some of these remakes, though. Like, I don't know if you guys get this, but I played a lot of this game on PlayStation 2. Mm-hmm. And I'm looking at it, and I'm just like, oh, wow, this is like the same game. You know, it's like the exact same game. It's like I'm not even picturing that there's like a graphical update until I would see it side by side. Right. Because, I don't know, I think your brain just kind of does that sometimes. Mm-hmm. You know, you, you see things maybe even better than that. It's nostalgia, basically. Well, yeah, you see like, them like, in their context. Like, yeah. at the time, it looked fine because everything looked like that. So you think that it would still look fine now. Right. Right. Yeah. Just weird. Um, the next one is uh, the next title is a new one. Uh, this one's coming to um, Xbox and PC from Obsidian. Game who uh, we'll come back and talk about uh, an Obsidian title a little bit later. Um, but grounded. Hell yeah! This one is Honey I Shrunk the Kids. Um, Pretty much. This looks really really cool. Uh, I think it was uh, Drake went hands on with this one, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think I think he I was think so. the one that we spoke with and, and said that he went hands on with it. Um, cool concept. You're bug sized running around a backyard. You know you can build. Um, you know you can build your own like structure. You're fighting you know things in the grass like spiders and ants, ants. and flies. Um, I wonder if any of these things are going to be any of these bugs are going to be like helpful for you. Yeah. Like lady, like we saw ladybugs lady bugs. as allies. Yeah, yeah. that'd yeah. be cool. It'd be cool if you could tame some of these. Hell yeah, yeah. Um, I don't know. I have not done my research on this title to be honest. I've, I've seen a few of the trailers. Watching it through right now on the live stream. This is the first time I've seen this trailer. I, I ended up missing it on the original show. Um, 
But yeah, I, I feel like yeah. that's a big indicator as to how this past year has been. It's just we've had so much news coming at us as far as all these different games, all this different talk, and then release dates just kind of creep up on us before we get time to, to look into everything. And this is the same yeah. I've seen a lot of this one too. And uh, thankfully, it looks like it's going to be on Game Pass because I'm yeah. I'm gonna play it. Like I'm gonna try this one out, see what I think of it. Um, I love that little uh, Battletoads teaser that was in there. Yes, yes, I was yeah. just gonna mention that. <laughs> like I, I'm ready. Yeah. Obsidian has they, they've always got my interest. So mm-hmm. I mean, I feel like we say it a lot when we see titles. I think we said it when and we saw. Um, the Final Fantasy um, Crystal Chronicles remake, and I'm like, but we should actually sit down and all play this one together, maybe. Yeah. See what this is like. Um, Make a beautiful palace to live in. Yeah, it'd be fun. Uh, you know, it just... Um, I feel like we say it a lot, and then we never end up playing things together. We're like, okay, cool, yeah. and then the podcast ends, and then we just end up playing like solo stuff. Yeah. I go back to playing yeah. Super Nintendo games. I go back to Total War Three Kingdoms. Good guy. But yeah, um, definitely go check out Grounded. Especially if you have Game Pass, you're basically paying for this game. So definitely play this one. This comes out um, on the 28th. And then the last one um, is for the live stream broke into three freaking videos because they didn't have one that had kind of like showed off everything. The yeah, like one of them was like five months old, and then the two newer videos they showed off it was just showing off very specific sections. Mm-hmm. Um, but uh, Skater XL is coming to Xbox One uh, and PS4 from Easy Day Studios on Tuesday the 28th. Um, it's already out on PC. You know, the mod community has been doing quite a lot with it. Um, and one of the videos that, you know, we have loaded up here is they're adding three um, community-created uh, levels to the console release, which is cool. Um, as well, a lot of pros are getting on board. Um, some people who like rip, like um, I was showing off Evan just a little bit ago. Uh, he's really good. Um, Tom Asta, he's super, super good. And it's cool to get some of these guys, uh, you know, their names on board with this. Um, Brandon Westgate, he was. He's been around forever. I remember him back in, like, uh, CCS when they had the ma- little magazine that they would send to your house so mm. you could buy boards and shoes and stuff. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, this is a really fluid game. It plays a little bit different than um, something like Session. Uh, so if this is something that you're inter- you're interested in, but ha- you know, haven't really given it, um, haven't given this one a shot. Yeah, definitely check this one. Uh, check it out. It's um, it, it's going to be a reduced price. It feels really cool and uh, has a lot going on. They have um, even some transition sections. Usually with these games, you see all street, um, but they have a a map that is basically just a big half pipe and introducing for the console release. Um, they've made a mega ramp, mm. which is basically um, Bob Burnquest's backyard, which is awesome. But they can't use Bob Burnquest's name because he's going to be in the Tony Hawk game. <laughs> so that's funny. Yeah, Tony will come to your house. Is the problem? I'm down. I'll text him. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Bro, are you coming over? 
Yeah, I'm gonna bring my I'm gonna bring a machete. Don't worry. Nice. <laughs> but yeah, it's um, this one's gonna be pretty cool. Uh, I'm excited for it. I've been playing it on PC for feels like at least a year. Mm-hmm. Um, but uh, yeah, it should be really. It should feel really good on console too. So it gives you know everyone a chance to check it out, no matter where you're playing. Uh, but that pretty much wraps it up for the games releasing. Um, if you think that there's anything that we missed, uh, feel free to let us know uh, over on Twitter at Mammoth Games Inc. Um, with that, why don't we jump into our uh, weekly freebies? Yeah, so there's some cool uh, Epic Game Store stuff. Um, as I feel like pretty much every week, we're always talking about them. Um, yeah. Right now, they have Next Up Hero, which I have not really looked into or or uh, jumped into yet. So, not 100 percent sure what that is, but you know, it's guessable. It's probably an adventure game. It's a it's a little like it, it looks like a little Diablo like uh, dungeon crawler, yeah. um, hand drawn characters, hack and slash. It it looks really pretty and it, it looks like yeah. it will be fun to kill some time on if you can't find something else and just want to scratch that hack and slash itch it'll it'll get yeah. the job done and then one that i you know i'm always an evangelizer for tacoma which is the follow-up to gone home mm-hmm. uh you are in that game you are a uh sort of like an insurance agent basically that is like checking out what's going on on this uh, space station to see what happened and where everybody went and there's like an AI subplot and you're like seeing what happened via these holograms of the people that were here which is yeah. very interesting yeah I haven't I, I haven't checked this one out but it it looks like it tells a really really cool story mm-hmm. and I like I'm interested to see kind of how the gameplay mechanics uh, work so yeah. Hopefully, I'll get I'll set aside some time to actually check this one out. For sure, definitely, it's an interesting one. I don't know if it has very good replay value, but going through it once is definitely something I would recommend. Yeah, and, and for free, like y- exactly. you can't really complain. Sure. Next week looks like they've got some other pretty good ones coming up that I'm hyped for um, to also install and probably not play. No. <laughs> yeah. But twenty uh, XX, I've been waiting to get my hands on for quite a while, and I've passed it up on like every sale it has ever been on because I'm a huge I'm a huge Mega Man fan especially Mega Man X and that's really what this one is trying to to do a take on and uh yeah definitely. It, I'll, I'll play it procedure generated just roguelike elements and Mega Man style gameplay it'll be enough to frustrate me for quite a while hell yeah <laughs> nice um but yeah we'll jump into those um you know in the yeah, next week. We'll be able to talk about these next week. Um, so, uh, we'll go ahead and jump into the weekly news. We have, um, it looks like on our end, not a lot, but mm-hmm. it, there were actually two events. Um, and there's actually, one of the things we'll talk about is an ongoing event that's happening right now. Um, but we'll start with the big one. Uh, the um, Xbox Games Showcase, uh, where... Phil Spencer couldn't keep his eyes open, and they don't know what gameplay is. Yeah, I can't wait to show you guys this gameplay trailer of the CG shit we made 20 minutes ago. Yeah, it's crazy. Uh, and, and, you know, bashing on it in the beginning probably wasn't the best way to go about it. But, um, 
because I mean, ah, they they showed off some good stuff, some stuff that I was, um, you know, not really expecting to see. Um, you know, in the sense of like, you know, they started off. You kind of see some stuff for Halo Infinite, um, quite a bit of stuff for Halo Infinite actually. Um, it's probably a good like eight or ten minute uh, ga- of gameplay for the game. Um, I don't know. What'd you guys think? Uh, I mean, is Halo still something that could pull you in? No. No. <laughs> I'll be I mean, it's interesting because no. like I've heard a lot of like discussion around it, and people are like, "Okay, this looks like a lot more like classic, quote unquote, Halo gameplay." Sure. So like, I know people are excited about that because some of the newer, um, some of the newer Halo stuff, I mean, people have not been as big on. Right. So it is kind of interesting to see that they're. Like, it seems like they're really learning from that, and they're making a bigger game. I know people complain about the length and everything. Um, so, I don't know if it's interesting or whatever, but not uh, something that I'd be into. Yeah, for me, I really like... Uh, I mean, it does feel a little open world, from what they were showing. Yeah. Um, so, it's... I mean, that's interesting. Um, and I did like the gameplay... Uh, I did like the gameplay that they were showing off. You know, the character. It was. It, it didn't feel. I mean, it was. It was scripted, but it didn't feel mm-hmm. as scripted as some of these gameplay trailers that we get. Yeah. Um, it, you know, the character was doing different things. He was picking up different weapons, um, and you know, some of the things that were pretty cool were like character running at you, and he shoots him in the leg and trips him up. You know that that kind of thing's pretty um, pretty good, and I, I don't remember that from like some of the previous games. So, but I haven't played them in a while. So yeah, you know, that's I, also another thing too. I never was a huge Halo fan. I mean, my first Halo was Halo Three, and I I really enjoyed that one for my first Halo game. I absolutely loved Reach, and then I just kind of fell out with all the other ones. This one though, I think I'm at least going to give it a shot um, to try it out. The, the big upside is. Game Pass, so uh, I right. again I have no excuse to not at least try it. Um, I, I feel like for me, I I felt a lot of the hype for these announcements, especially like this one, coming through from other people, because I didn't get a chance to watch it live. So I was seeing it several different like group chats that I'm in, people blowing up about it. And uh, Master Chief's got a grappling hook, so that looks cool. Um, mm-hmm. Let's play around with the grappling hook a little bit and pull ourselves into enemies and do all kinds of neat stuff there. I feel like that's going to be a, that's a fun little thing to toy around with. Mm-hmm. But Yeah, it's like a Dying Light's um, dropkick mechanic, you know what I mean? Yeah. It's like... It's something new we want to play with, so why not? Let's, let's, let's see how much we can shake up the formula of this gameplay that you're already kind of used to by adding one little new thing to it. Um, I'm, I'm excited to try it. Uh, since I never was a huge Halo fan, I don't have anything to lose. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So that's how they kicked off the show, talking about that for a bit. Um, then they went into uh, something... I, I don't know. I, I was kind of taken by surprise. I didn't know what I was looking at for a minute. Um, it shows some wilderness, someone camping out. Um, and... You know, as it progresses, uh, it looks like they're, like, a hunter, I guess. And they come upon a... I believe it was a deer, like, munching on a body or something. They're munching on a wolf. Because, yeah, at first they see wolves, and it's like, oh, shit, I'm about to get bit out here. Yeah. And there's a deer just going to Crunchville. 
zombie deer, and it was stated in K3. But um, absolutely zero gameplay. No gameplay, yeah. So, um, like, this is what kind of... It was weird how this was, like, the tone was set for this, because they started out with Halo, which was pretty much all gameplay, right? And it ended with, like, a cutscene. Yeah. And then pretty much every other game they showed had no gameplay. Yes. Which is very strange. And there's Phil Spencer with those fucking eyes he can't see. The wake the fuck up, dude. A lot. Um, but I, I actually like State of Decay, too. Um, I had some fun with it. I didn't yeah. get to play one, um, but two was pretty fun. Yep. It was like a management survival type thing. Um, so I don't know. I'm uh, going into three with pretty much no expectations again. Like, mm-hmm. I'm not. Like. I picked up State of Decay 2, played it, and then dropped it, you know, in the exact same fashion that I picked it up, randomly. Yeah. Um, so, I, I don't have a lot of, like, personal um, attachment to this title. So, yep. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, they're, they're like, you know, it's one of those games that's like, oh, if this is good for a little while, then it's achieved its purpose, you know? I feel like that's right. the problem I'm having is it's... It's a double-edged sword, but to me, again, it's Game Pass. I, I picked up State of Decay yeah. 2 because Game Pass. Oh, Game Pass. I played yeah. it for a while, but then I didn't really feel a commitment to keep going. Yeah, yeah it's like, cool, I got this. I, I understand it. But Bye. Yeah, it's like I didn't go through the effort of dropping money for it, so I don't feel the right. pressure to want to play it. But I yeah. really enjoyed what I did play, but then I just mm-hmm. lost interest because something else showed up. Is that, yeah, is it, I mean, I feel like we may have touched on that before, but is that the problem? Like, okay, yes. I, hey, I don't feel like I'm spending money on this. Yeah, because so it's like, I don't nothing is a, nothing is a loss, right. Like, so, it, like, there's no, like, sunk cost in it. It's like, okay, I spent the $15 or whatever, but, like, you know, it's $15 and you get gold. Everything. So you get a free couple games every month and then you also get all these game pass like it's an extra couple bucks to have both right Right. so like it's essentially you know very little to no extra cost but you get extra game so it's like yeah it's it's definitely that where like i will experiment with a lot of stuff that i would never have played otherwise but then are you gonna finish i absolutely do not (laughs) i think the only things i've finished on game pass have been the gears of war games I, I feel like for me the problem has been I, I get a game on Game Pass and try it out like if it's especially indie games mm-hmm. and then I buy them on my Switch so I can take them with me yeah <laughs> that's yeah. true and I know it's not what Microsoft wants to hear but like yeah. thanks guys you helped me well, actually spend money over here yep e- I mean either way their strong I think their strongest push is for Game Pass like oh, they don't without really a doubt. care yeah, they don't really care about system sales. Like, the overhead on it is so insane. You know, yeah. that's kind of for the people who want to be there. Um, yeah, I mean, that, that's it's interesting to see the shift. And if they are the first system to shift to this, they're going to be ahead of the curve here in the future. Yeah. For sure. We, we talked about it a little bit before we went live and started recording, but... All of this stuff is going to be on Game Pass. Like, I think every title they showed off is going to be on Game Pass. At this point, I have no reason to not buy a Series X. And there's yep. not a single game that I want to buy for a Series X. Well, yeah, as I guess 
Yeah, we'll we'll continue through the thing here because there's a couple things that really stuck out to me. So we we talked about uh, State of Decay three. They showed off uh, Forza Motorsport, which I don't think any of us have anything interesting to add. Uh, uh, Forza is amazing. amazing. Like as, as far as racing car, games go, fast. Go, they're they're phenomenal. Uh, it's it pretty. Uh, they showed off a new game from uh, Rare, which has had a very mixed track record recently. Uh, Everwild. That looks pretty cool. Um, the the style, the art style. Yeah, the style was, was dope. Very the, pleasing. The concept that they put across was really interesting, but again, no. Well, as far as we can tell, no gameplay, right? Unless it yeah, looks it has amazing fidelity or something. And, like, what is this game? Like, it seems like you're just kind of walking around and hanging out with these cool creatures. Yeah. And if that's the game, I'm super into it. <laughs> and there are a lot of unique creatures. This yeah. isn't like, oh, hey, this is just, like, a big, you know, cat or whatever. Yeah, there's, like, the weird, like, in the video, there's, like, the big, like... A giant thing with a mustache. Like, well, yeah, what the hell do you even call it? Bull with, like, a big tail. And, like, he, yeah, he's, like, yanking down trees. Like, people use them. Like, that was something I really liked in uh, The Last Airbender. Was, like, these animals existed and people used them for what they were good at. Yeah. Like, they got the big newt thing that, like, barfs out a bunch of fish. That was dope. Yeah. Like, I'm super into it. <laughs> it's it's interesting. They're, they're really painting... Um... A, a cool world quite literally you know, painting like yeah it's, it's gorgeous i i will yeah. just watch people play this game it's so pretty yep. and it does have like like air like uh like avatar vibes mm -hmm. like, yeah real heavy i didn't want to say so, that and then you guys both said it so it's <laughs> it's got avatar vibes it's got like both of the avatar vibes <laughs> yeah avatar the last airbender and avatar james cameron's, james cameron's uh, pocahontas yeah, which so is good. Weird. I mean, I definitely see that as a positive. Like, it's it's pulling from really interesting sources. So I don't like it's. This is one of those things where like I can't see how this would be bad. I've, like, I've unless almost it, got unless some the weird Princess Mononoke level vibes coming in. Like, yeah, I'm ready. I'll, I'll try it out for sure. For sure. Yeah. Um. So after that, um, didn't they jump into the Don't Nod game? Tell me why. Yeah, so the new Don't Nod game, which um, it, it's kind of interesting that they're they're trying to do like a more realistic like break out of um, Life is Strange, which is mm -hmm. very like it has like supernatural elements, I guess. Um, so they're like, okay, if we were if we were just being more honest with just like a story of people and like weird shit that happened in their lives, what would that be like? Yeah, um, that seems really interesting, and and. This, you know, I'm going to play it. I play anything Don't Nod makes at this point. Yeah, they're a very interesting studio. They're doing something yeah. that a lot of not, like that not a lot of other studios are like even touching on. You know, right. like actual um, life and relationship and, you know, things like that. They're not... Not yeah, a lot of other studios dive into that. They, right, and they've, like, they've had, like, weird missteps here and there. Sure. With, like... You know, it's like they, they made a game about... Like, Life is Strange... One was sort of about, like, um, you know, there's, like, these mystical powers or whatever, but it was sort of about this girl coming to terms with, like, uh, her, like, sexuality and, like, yeah, basically how she like sees herself fitting in the world and shit. Yeah, finding yourself. Coming of age. Yeah. yeah. And finding yourself. Their, their so, games always come across as, like, 
I would totally watch it as a Netflix miniseries if it were. A hundred percent. Like they are so yeah. about storytelling, gameplay wise, they don't care to shake things up and try something super new. Like why yeah. break a good thing? They just give you an amazing story every time. Right. Which is definitely like, you know, it's hard to really like shake a stick at. Like they're definitely doing really cool, unique stuff. Um, and it, like now that Telltale. I mean, as far as we That's, know, they're not really making anything anymore, so... Yeah, that was their competitor. Yeah. <laughs> they pretty much though. occupy the space alone at this point. Mm -hmm. so. and, and because of that, they don't have to try anything new to pull your attention. They get to focus right. on just delivering that really, really good content. Yeah. Yeah. Which is and very interesting. They, said, they also went out and said um, August 27th, the chapter one of this is coming out. So definitely <sighs> sticking with that chapter theme. Yep. Which, I mean, apparently that's worked well for them. Like, we've always said that we prefer stuff where you can just play it all at once. And I think a lot of people just wait for all the chapters to be done, or they just buy the season pass in the beginning and wait for them all to come out. But, uh, you know, if that's what they want to do and it works for them, that's fine. Sure. All right. Um, next, they showed off... I think they talked a little bit about uh, Ori and the Will of the Wisp. Um, I don't think that this was anything... Really yeah, super it's just new, right? It was just kind of showing some. They're like, "Hey, we uh, have it running at sixty frames." Uh, yeah. Ha -ha. The end. So, nothing yeah. crazy there. Um, so then they moved on. After that, they did the uh, the Outer Worlds DLC, right? Yes. Um, they have it uh, listed as Outer Wilds on the video, which is really fun. They do. They do. Which is it, that fucked me up for a second. I, was I like, know. What? Me too. <clears throat> Hilarious. Um, yeah, this this game is just uh, like I feel like they had a lot of fun with this mm -hmm. title. I don't think that there was a lot of um, like I don't think it was like a hard discussion like you get with a lot of other like bigger games like this. This yeah. feels like um, them just having fun with like New Vegas, you yep. know. Um, yeah, and, and uh, Outer Worlds was definitely a little disappointing for me. Like, I was expecting to be a lot more into it, because they, I, I think they leaned off of the main premise too fast. Like, mm -hmm. um, they pretty quickly are like, you know, the, the very beginning of the game is like, we're going to really get into, like, corporate politics and shit. And then they just immediately are like, wouldn't it be crazy if you blew up, like, a big robot? And it's like, yeah. you know, it's just, I, I think they ducked out of it too fast. Um, yeah. In a lot of ways, this is, like, uh, Obsidian's... Uh, Borderlands more than it is like Obsidian's sci-fi Fallout. Yeah. yeah. Which I, I, for me is a failure. I mean, I, I actually really enjoyed it because it was a big, I mean, it was an open game that was like heavily corralled. Mm -hmm. I, I really well, liked yeah. being, you know, going from I liked the feeling of a big game mm -hmm. and then them going okay, you're going from here to here um, and there isn't a ton of reason to pop way off over here on the map right because there's just not a lot there for you so just stick to the course you'll get this fulfilling story like and i did i wandered around in this game several times yeah. um and that there just wasn't you know things out there for me which um in some games that's fine but in this game i also found it useful for it to be as linear as it was it was right. like an open world linear game which is really weird to say um it just 
they just didn't have a lot going on. But I loved the in like I loved the world that they had built, like mm-hmm. everything that they had built around you know Spacer's Choice and the struggle, and uh, and I wonder, and I always kind of wondered if this game was uh, thrown into. Um, being linear because of the relationship building that they started doing with, you know, your character and the other characters. Because you can have mm-hmm. several different endings. You know, people yeah. could hate you, people could love you, um, or you know, there's a few options in between as well. So, I don't know. I, I really, I really liked it. This was. I remember when it was coming out. This one was really heavily on our radar. Yeah, I was super hyped for it before it came out. Yeah. Um, and, and I mean and to be it, fair, I played a lot of it when it came out too. I just it's one of those things that it reminded me a lot of Fallout Four, where like I was like, okay, this literally checks every box of what I want, but for some reason it's not clicking, and it's just I think it's just not a full understanding of what like yourself as a person, like what you actually want, right? Like I don't actually know like the games that I really end up liking are not necessarily what I think I'm going to end up liking, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Did you end up playing this one at all, John? Yeah, I I also played it like crazy at the very beginning, and I too lost interest pretty quick um, because I was super hyped on you know fighting the man, tearing down the system, down with capitalism, right. and uh, oh, turned out that only really exists on the first planet. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, you yeah, know, just, and I, yeah. I think they just backed out of what they were doing way too fast, and like being in the process of being acquired by Microsoft might have had something to do with that. Mm-hmm. Like, it's hard to say, because they very much marketed it as, like, this is the, like, anarchist game. This is, like, the anti-corporate game. Uh, proudly brought to you by Microsoft. Yeah. And it's like, how does that work? You know? Right. Like, I don't know. I, like, I, I don't hate it, obviously. But it just didn't end up nailing it for me. Sure. I did play New Vegas recently, though. Really? Because of this game. Does not hold up. Because of this. That's funny. Alright, after that they talked a little bit more about Grounded, which, um, you know, I feel like we've done our piece with. Uh, But then they jumped into another Obsidian game. Yeah. uh, I believe, right? Avowed. Um, Avowed. Yeah, that looks really good. Um, It's like... It seems like it's their take... Again, talking the same way that they had their take on Fallout 3, which was New Vegas, Avowed seems like their take on like Skyrim. Right? Because they have the... Um, like It's only a CG trailer, you don't see any gameplay, but they show the character um, like kind of draw their sword with their right hand, and then with their left hand, they like draw like a sigil, and then like bring up like some kind of yeah, they start, spell. They start evoking a spell, and it... Which is dope. I'm really into yeah. the like spell evoking stuff. I, I I really liked the animation. I mm-hmm. always appreciate it. It's a small thing, um, but I don't like when animations interrupt gameplay. Mm-hmm. When you're like, "Come on, I need to do this," and you're trying to do something, and but your character is doing a dumb animation. Yeah, it something. takes like two minutes to load up what you're trying to do, and you get your head cut off. But I really appreciate when you know you have like in this case, you can have the spell in your hand, and you're like wandering around. Mm-hmm. Um, if your character did stuff like that, you know, like just it's a little as you're like walking, yeah. you know, it's a little out. detail, but it's one of those things kind of like, you know, games that we talk about that really stick in your head, like Witcher and stuff like that. Like the little details really add up. 
Yeah. And I, I honestly like the kind of games where that animation is there, like that prep work from your character to, to ready their spell or anything like that. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I like the extra stress that's added so that I do have to get to a safe spot before I can ready that spell or ready that item. Yeah. Um, and it's, I yeah. mean, it kind of reminds me of like, um, it's kind of got like an anime vibe, vibe almost. Cause it's like when you're watching a show or something like, the only reason that the wizard is not like the most powerful being in existence is because he has to be able to cast the spell. Like he has to get the spell out before it's useful, which I think is really interesting because like, I mean, obviously in Skyrim, you could just be running around with like flame hands and basically clear the entire game. (laughs) You know what I mean? Like flame hands. Yeah. uh, So like, I think dark Souls is a good example. Like the spells, like they have a, they have a startup, like a warm up time, right? Being a caster in dark souls you're very powerful, but you could absolutely get slaughtered, right? Like, it's a really high-risk, high-reward style and, of game. No, I feel bad because and, you use Dark Souls as the example where it literally doesn't matter what you do, you can get slaughtered very easily. That's a good point. Yeah. But like, even in some older turn-based RPGs, like, the, the higher level your spells are that your characters are casting, the longer yeah, the cast Yeah, it takes, like, two time. turns to cast them or something, yeah. right? And, yeah, I do want to point, like, what I was meaning is, like, by interrupting the... Com- like interrupting uh, yeah. the combat. I don't mean like prep time. I just mean like when your character has to do like dumb shit. Like to when they're, be able to yeah, cast, right? To, well, n- not even to be able to cast, just in general. Like, yeah. you're like, okay, I need to go attack this guy, but you had like swiped your sword once and your character has to do three backflips and then a, like a roll to be yeah. able to like turn around and attack the other guy that you're trying to, like when it doesn't feel fluid like that. Yeah, and if that's that. part of it, you know, like I actually enjoy that um, to an extent. Like, like a D and D style. Like when you go into it knowing, okay, it's going to take me three seconds to cast this. You know, it turns into something closer to like uh, playing an MMO, like mm-hmm. World of Warcraft. Okay, it has like a fifteen second cooldown time before I can cast that again. And you know, I, I don't know. Um, there is a give and take as long as the inner the animation. Animations aren't interrupting gameplay. I'm usually fine with it. Mm-hmm. But I think my biggest question slash concern comes off of the last thing that they made. You know yeah. what I mean? Yeah. Are we going to get Skyrim version of um, the Outer Worlds? You know what I mean? Is yeah. that... Well, it's definitely curious. It's like... Going? Uh, yeah, it, it's, it's hard to say what they're actually really doing here because we got a you know, 40 second CG video where right. 32 seconds of it is an arrow flying through the cloud. But we got more from this than we got from Elder Scrolls 6. That's true. Yeah. And I honestly think that that is probably the only reason we got this. Yeah. Because it's Obsidian and why wouldn't they do that? Yeah. Um, I wonder so, if Bethesda's like scrambling or something like, oh shit, we need to put something out so people that's don't fine. forget about us. Um, So yeah, they followed that up with another um, story-based, kind of, what is it, rotoscoped uh, story-based game, uh, As as Dusk Falls. That does not roll off the tongue. Yeah, As Dusk Falls. As Dusk Falls. Dusk Falls would have been a better name. Yeah, but then um, I would have started thinking about Gravity Falls, and I would not. Well, have then I really it. would have started thinking about uh, uh, what was the one with the evil tooth fairy? Uh, something falls. Uh, I can't remember. I don't know. 
Shitty movie. Uh, so, yeah, not a lot to say about that. It's from a former lead designer at um, uh, Quantic Dream. Yeah, the art style is really a heavy, um, like... weird-ass rotoscope shit. Yeah, it has, like, a... Um, like, they put, like, a heavy filter over it, mm-hmm. or... Yeah, and it's kind of, like... it. In animation, usually you get like 24 frames per second or mm-hmm. you know more um in this says about like, two this has about two yeah he's looking left and then it cuts to him looking right you know right. like it's um it's interesting it looks like a like i i i've only watched this like uh i would say one and a half times because the right. first time i watched it i didn't watch all of it um and yeah it just kind of seems like what they like robbed a bank and yeah. they're trying to get the hell out of there, right? There's like, you're you're like playing these two intersecting stories of these people that had a major impact on the other group's life, I guess. Mm-hmm. So like, I don't know. It looks interesting, I guess. I don't know. I'll probably check yeah. it out. It better. It'll be on Game Pass. So, oh, oh by the <laughs> way, basically everything here is going to be on Game Pass. Yeah. So yeah. that's cool. And then they showed off after that. They had um, Senua's Saga: Colon Hellblade Two. So that's cool. Yeah, I like uh, Hellblade con- a lot. Continuing to look amazing. Yeah, I I love the creepy vibe that yeah. they have. It it looks like if you take this kind of out of context and a lot of uh, a lot of scenes, um, you'd be like, "Is that Outlast?" Yeah, really. Yeah. Um. Oh, well, they're going to Iceland too, which is a yeah. cool new environment to play in. Um. So that'll be fun. For sure. Uh, after that, they had something truly special. Oh, yes. Um, of course, starting with Double Fine, um, and then they immediately kick off with Jack Black. He's the voice of the Moat of Light, I guess. Hey, guys, no uh, no games today. Yeah. Uh, so, Jablinski himself um, out here, and yeah, he was recording some... Jesus. Sorry, I'm watching the live video. It's Jack, oh, yeah. Jack Black and Tim Schafer sticking their stomachs out, pointing to their shirts. <laughs> I can't My believe man. they didn't touch, like, bump bellies. Bunk. Um, no, I don't think Jack can legally do that with anyone but Cage. Mm. Um, oh, yeah, it's a good point. It's contractual. But I was never a huge, like, Psychonauts fan. No. It's not something that, like, I... You know, kind of grew up with. It feels yeah. like a game I would have grown up with. Yeah, I mean, it's cool. But, I don't have anything against it. Right. You know. And looking at it now, I'm like, eh. yeah. But I was ex- really excited to see Jack Black and Tim working together on stuff because Timmy Shafes. That's magic for sure. Yeah, they're such a powerful duo. Just like two complete idiots, just unleashed. <laughs> Not a cell phone in sight, living in the moment. They're also both just really cool, like genuinely cool people. If yeah, you were genuinely to, cool, nice guys. If yeah. you were ever to bump into them, they would both just be like so nice and and. If cool you would ever, you. if you were ever to belly bump into them, I don't know. I feel like Tim Schafer might roast you. I don't know why. That's good. But that's I, fine. I that that's nice. fine. So would you Jack. Need a, sometimes you need that. Yeah. yeah. But um, if you're really into Psychonauts, like Psychonauts Two is looking. It's more of the super same fresh. and super trippy and amazing. Yep. Yeah. Um, Sounds good to me. I like the first one. I didn't get a chance to finish it, but I've also noticed that, like, 
if you're a big fan of some of like the the darker I, I'm gonna label it as like hot topic cartoons then <laughs> you were probably yeah. gonna be a fan of Psychonauts and, and I mean like a lot of Tim Burton-y stuff uh, just a lot of weird dark twisted humor and just fun platforming and I, yeah. I really dug what I played in the first one because of it for sure I mean it's doing like really interesting stuff um it's like one of the last at this point like one of the last like big 3d platformers which is like you know at the time that it came out it wasn't a unique game by any means like the the uniqueness of it was the theme yeah and like the setting but like at this point it's one of the only like 3d platformers left so it's certainly going to be the biggest budget 3d platformer to come out in probably its whole decade and it's vibrant yeah. They are taking yeah, the first game was a lot darker, um, mm-hmm. like darker, exploring the darker side of your mind. Whereas this one, yeah. it looks like you're exploring your mind on an acid trip, and an acid, but a, yeah, but a good one. Say. It sounds dope. Yeah. <laughs> All right. I'm down with that shit for so, sure. Uh, beyond that, they talked a little bit about Destiny Two coming to Game Pass. Apparently, um, you'll be able to get. Uh, like everything on Game Pass, which is interesting. Yeah. I don't know how that's going to work. Looks like me. I'll be starting up a new um, character. Mm-hmm. Yeah, uh, and they were showing off one of the new um, like sets of powers, and it looks like it's an ice power. So you're going to get a lot of heavy platforming with those because you can create like ice platforms out of walls to climb. Is um, is this Microsoft like reestablishing a relationship with Bungie in a positive way? Maybe. It seems like it because it, it yeah. that's that's definitely what I didn't think about until just now is like oh I mean it's like Microsoft and Bungie are working together again they're working together again yeah, yeah it's like hold on timeout yeah Let's talk about wait that. what happened here we started with Halo and then how did we get back yeah. to this yeah and it's it's interesting because I do feel that the game has Destiny as Destiny two as a whole has come to. Um, be a better game since breaking away. Yeah. You know, they, they've, like, things have been, um, like, I don't know, like, it fully got me interested in it. I was not interested in it before um, just because, you know, I, I don't know. I don't know if they would have made that decision to make Destiny 2 mm-hmm. if they were by themselves without Microsoft. I yeah. don't know. It, it complete hearsay. Um, but uh, this does look cool. It looks like they're having fun with it. The ice power looks cool. Um, and, you know, everything that they've been showing off. And the thing that really is fantastic about it is if you want a game that has great gunplay, I mean, this is, this oh, is the one. without a doubt. Mm-hmm. Like, play, even playing the alpha for Destiny 1 when we played that together, that was the top thing we talked about is how good the gunplay felt. Yeah, yeah it's... Kind of like almost unrivaled at this point. Like I can't think of another game that has that kind of um, connection. Like you feel connected to the to the gun. Like, it's so it's smooth. It's so smooth. Yeah, and there's so many different types. Like at this point, if you're if you're new or you haven't played since one, there are so many cool guns and exotic and non-exotic guns that mm-hmm. you know you'll be. Um, kind of hunting down if you do jump into this uh you know because it's 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 kind of the 
nature of the beast. It's the hunt. And then once you have it, uh, they've also added um, catalysts to guns, which kind of make it like a masterwork weapon. That's which is really cool. Yeah. Um, and it usually gives it like a, an enhanced skill. Like you have a, like 20% enhanced handling. It reloads 15% faster. Um, it, it's it's really cool. Uh, they, they've added so much to this to make it go beyond a um, a shooter into kicking it more into yeah, like a ro- you're assuming a role. So it's technically a role playing game. Interesting. Yeah. Um, and Beyond Light did get pushed. It got pushed to I think it was November 10th. Uh, which if people are interested in jumping back into this for the first time or getting back into it just gives you a little bit more time to mess around with um the current season stuff that's going on um and there's a lot of content there there's stuff i like i've been playing since the beginning of this season and there's a lot of stuff i haven't even touched yeah i'll be booting up this game on xbox one soon um i'm gonna have to get it installed just because game pass i almost bought a bunch of content for it on xbox just to try it out there and now i'm glad i didn't yeah Mm -hmm. for sure um and the load times are going to be fucking destroyed on the next gen systems too, so yeah. we won't even. That won't even be something. I know that something now on both consoles. When you're in the tower, you get to a certain spot on the stairs, everything just stops moving, and it's like loading. And it's like this really fucking sucks right now. Yeah, it doesn't happen on PC, so it definitely won't happen on next gen. So interesting. So moving past that, uh, we started to look at um, what I thought was Atomic Heart, but it was not Atomic Heart. <laughs> no, it was uh, something that I'm very excited to see. Um, yeah. They went into Stalker 2. So obviously there's been three Stalker games, but the development and the company that was making them got very confused and it split off a couple you know, like, children studios came out of that that went on to do different things. So really excited to see just an absolutely weird, very systemically driven uh, stalker game. This is going to be really fun. So, I, yeah, I'm completely new to um, to stalker. Mm-hmm. I've never played a stalker game before. Um, what would that What would that be like? What, I mean, I mean what's that like playing? What? Yeah, it's hard to compare. So, like, the team that went off to make Metro had worked on the original stalker game. Mm-hmm. So, like, Metro is, like, what if Stalker was telling, like, a very concrete story? Like, the general game is very open, and there's not really a storyline. It's just like, hey, go in and try to recover some artifacts from the exclusion zone. Mm-hmm. And, like, you know, try to navigate this area without being, like, pulverized or exploded. Uh, there's, like, creatures that have been affected by the radiation here. There's, like other hunters that are out doing stuff there's weird physical phenomenon that are just happening like there will be like a like a weird like orb and like it'll just sometimes like crush everything in its vicinity that's something yeah. so if you were comparing this to something what would you um it, or even if you had to combine a few things mm-hmm. together what would this what would that look like yeah i don't know it's, i mean it's like what if uh metro was in skyrim Okay, so you know, does it bring a more open world vibe to? Yeah, it's entirely open. Open. Okay, interesting. And it looks like it's bringing some horror vibes, and I think that's what yeah. really 
brought me to when I saw this. I was like, oh, cool, they're doing something with the guys that are making Atomic Heart, um, which is also it's awesome. definitely what it looks like. Yeah. Atomic Heart. Um, but yeah, cool. I, I mean, I, I'm excited um, after seeing this trailer. I know I've seen a few things about mm-hmm. Stalker in the past. I think it's mostly just kind of you talking about it. Um, yeah. I tried to get into it, but it, I mean, the original game is pretty. It doesn't super hold up. Yeah, it's, yeah, it's definitely game. dated. <laughs> definitely dated. And it was made really cheaply, too, like to begin with. So that definitely didn't help. So something I've noticed while watching this one, I'm definitely excited to play because I love the, the creepy vibes. I love that mm-hmm. dilapidated open world that's just like so crazy with all the paranormal stuff happening. But yeah. um, the bottom of the screen, when it brought it up there and mentioned Game Pass again, uh, to the yep. right side there, it just said Xbox Series X and Windows PC. No mention of Xbox One. Right. So right. this yeah. is a next gen only. We're we're starting to really we're we're finally starting to see even though Microsoft and and everyone has been saying we're not giving up on the the Xbox One and and Sony is like not giving up on the PS4 just yet. We're, we're starting to finally see that a couple of these big things to look forward to are going to require getting that next system. Um, right. You're not going to be able to tough it out on your your Xbox One forever. Yeah, which is, I mean, a lot of people don't understand it because they just look at the price point. And, like, uh, we have to say it, and I, I know um, we said it. Uh, we didn't get to say it on a podcast last time this rolled around. We said it in the store we all worked at. Yeah. Um, you have to upgrade to the next-gen consoles because, the you know, the more people that are upgrading, typically the faster they will move from making everything compatible on both of them to making mm-hmm. them better compatible on just the one system. Yeah, from everything being compatible on both to everything being better on one. On one, yeah. And that's really important to get that done as fast as we can. It probably took yep. four years during the last gen. Um, I just read uh, like a small leak on the new NBA 2K that's coming mm-hmm. up. And this guy's like, yes, I was, you know, I was working as a contractor on it. And he was say, just saying it completely anonymous. He's like, this is not any different than what you're seeing in NBA um, 2K20. Yeah. The game's not going to be different. You're going to pay more and it's going to be the same. Yep. And it's kind of like, you know, I, I get it. You know, they have to put the, you know, people have to get paid. But, you know, it, it, is, um, it is always kind of a bummer when yeah. you get in there and things are a lot the same. Faster loading times, maybe um, a little bit better graphical quality, uh, yeah. but it could be a lot better graphical quality. For sure. Cool. The next one um, was the uh, Warhammer 40k game. I, I don't know. They have so many. That, they, um, they, got like, they got like 40,000 of them, apparently. Yeah. Have, this is the yeah. uh, they've, they've made forty. That's the number. Of, that's the number of games. It's crazy, dude. What the heck is that to? Uh, this is the same studio that did uh, Vermintide. So okay. they're oh, like, yo, what if uh, Vermintide in the sci-fi? Because of the tide, yeah. I get it. Yes, yeah, because of the tide. It's the tide team. Yeah, <laughs> they ate tide pods, and that's how the game was inspired. They're really good. They're working on a fabric softener. They've, yeah. they've tied, um, we've tied these jokes up pretty well, folks. Mm. We've got it covered. That's the show. We're done. Um, let's wrap it up. Um, I don't know. I think the v- learning that this is coming from the same guys who made Vermintide, um, that draws my attention. 
Yeah. Whereas watching this originally, I was like, I'm not really into the Warhammer universe. Um, but I do like a good video game. And Vermintide was a good video game. For sure. Yeah. So, I don't know. Uh, something to look at. Um, they moved on to uh, Tetris Effect. Uh, what was the Tetris that we'd been playing? The, well, like, it was like the a... one or whatever. So, this was like a multiplayer version of Tetris Effect. Tetris Effect was like VR, right? Uh, it was PS4, but also VR compatible. Yeah. Okay, it's that one. I was wondering, I was like, which one was this? Like, You might just be thinking of Tetris I, 99. There is Tetris 99. I was trying to like pull that one away from mm-hmm. it, and I was like, I know there was another one. So, yeah. Tetris is in my jam. I, I played Tetris a lot growing up, but then I started to realize it's kind of a bad idea to fit in. All right, well, let's move on. Uh, no, I, I mean, Tetris is always a good one to kill time on. I've, I've always had fun with it. I'm just at that point now where I don't, I can't make myself play it on a TV. It, yeah. It's gotten to the point where I got so used to it on Game Boy because it was iconic there, and then on my Switch that I don't want to play on TV. But this does look really neat having these, like, what look like giant like stages connecting. So I, yeah, I'll have to try it. This next one, I actually, uh, I, I haven't seen it. I'll be watching it here for the first time. Uh, I, I missed this uh, this portion of it. The mm-hmm. gunk. Yeah, I face a very similar challenge to this game every day of my life. <laughs> Folks, think about it. I'm trying not to. Stop trying to make me. Think about it. <laughs> All right, so the art style is um, kind of fun. You know, seeing the character right away big oversized glove yeah these um, are the guys that did uh steam world yeah and steam world was fun steam world was really fun they're really good at taking like weird or like already like known mechanics and doing something new and interesting with it so that's like a that should be a good you know indication of what's going on in this game yeah and okay any developer especially smaller developers if if i like one of their games i'm i'm gonna try their next one at least and I'll probably like it too. And uh, I would love to have a giant right glove that could just suck everything in around it. And I guess yeah. just I could clean up all the pollution in the world that way. Mom, I got my dick stuck in the suction glove again. You just need a vacuum that yeah. you know, like a vacuum cleaner that you know mod- that you can modify. There's a project for you if you want to work on something. That'd be kind of cool. That'd be cool. Get the Dyson Power Glove. <laughs> the Dyson. It's like eight million dollars. Horrifying. <laughs> Just combine them. <laughs> That's pretty exciting stuff. So yeah, I don't, I'm not 100 percent sure what's going on with this game. It seems cool. It, it sort of seems like a physics simulation. Yeah, uh, a little bit of platforming elements in there. Yeah. But uh, again, Game Pass. Um, wasn't Steam World? Wasn't that the? That was 2D. I didn't get into it at all. Yeah, Steam World. The no. Steam World games were 2D, like were 2D. Very Mister so, Driller esque. So this is a push in kind of a new direction for them, mm. I guess. Going into the 3D space, right? Action platformer yeah. with a Dyson glove. They were much more... Uh, uh, it was weird. They were like a Metroidvania and Mr. Driller mix-up on the last one on SteamWorld. Hmm. Cool. Uh, the next one was one, of course, we knew about uh, the medium. 
just kind of showing off some new what they would call gameplay, I guess. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, they did refer to it as gameplay, which is like, I don't know, dude. I, I guess reading counts as gameplay, doesn't it? <laughs> I love the gameplay of this J.R.R. Tolkien book. Yeah, I think that's... Yeah, I, yeah, I think reading counts as gameplay. Yeah. I, I mean... It looks I, cool. I mean, I'm excited for anything Bluebird does at this point. Sure. Yeah, the, and the, yeah, I mean, this one... Um, this one looks really fun. I, I don't um, know a ton about this one, just because... I, I don't know if they haven't shared enough about it, or, uh, you know, like, what the deal is, but... I don't know. Maybe I've just kind of ignored what they've been up to, but it looks cool. It kind of has like a a suspense, like an old world, like not an old world, but like it has like a suspense feel from like past games. Yeah, know? it's not like a new suspense feel. This is very familiar. Um, it's a fit. I mean, there, there there are times I'm like, this is very Silent Hill. Yeah, I was gonna say it. Mm-hmm. I'm glad you said it. Um, it's a weird mix. Um, I'm definitely... They, they got my attention, and they have my interest. This will be a, a, a game that I try out. The dual reality gameplay seems really neat. Um, mm-hmm. Kind of bouncing between these like parallel realities is always a thing that I'm interested in in video games, be it like dimensional travel, time travel, stuff like that. And... Uh, I don't know. I'm excited the more I see about it. Yeah, I mean, th- this trailer really showed off a lot of that back and forth. Um, whereas I don't think the last bit that we had seen, uh, they, they didn't really show too much about it. They just kind of mentioned it off the cuff a little bit and then talked about what the game was. Um, but this gives you a lot, like, a little more of a clear idea. Yeah, it's like there's two different kinds of suspense happening at once. On one aspect, you have, like, a dark fantasy suspense happening, which is awesome. But on the other one, you have that more, like, horror suspense, like, reality. And it's... I don't know, it looks really cool. And it's going to be able to shake things up enough. That's where Silent Hill comes in. Yeah. Because it's... I mean, that's pretty much what what Silent Hill is, kind of in a nutshell, bouncing between... The realm. Does the other realm have a name in Silent Hill? Not really. I mean, but this one. Yeah, it's just I, the other realm. I like <laughs> that this one gives you like that that fantasy aspect though. Like it looked almost like I don't know. It looked almost like magic and stuff. But like because you were seeing really cool stuff happen in. And you can't even say that one realm is darker than the other because it's two different kinds of dark. Yeah, like one is like. And, like real world dark, and the other one is like you were saying, like fantasy dark, yeah, or, uh, post-apocalyptic dark. I feel like even with Silent Hill, you have like a oh, I'm safe because I'm not in that that shitty, scary part right now. Even though it's kind of unsettling <laughs> here, I don't think that's going to be the case in this game. Mm-hmm. I, yeah, I think that no matter I, what, here I'm like shit. This is scary. I don't like this. They're going for that vibe, like looking at this trailer a couple times over now. And as someone who yeah. just bought like four Silent Hill games in the past two weeks for their Xbox, I need this vibe. For sure. So that's definitely one to... I, I'm going to be keeping an eye on. Like, for I sure. All of the horror games. Drop me a collector's edition of this and I will buy it. I'm not going to get this one on Game Pass. I'll buy this one. For sure. Yeah. 
up next was one that we made fun of before the show quite a bit. Yep. <laughs> Fantasy Star Online 2. Um, I, I can give them a break because, you know, if it is an MMO, you know, if it's straight up an MMO, that's yeah. what happens. Well, you know? this isn't um, just PSO2 because we just got Fantasy Star Online 2, but this is like... It's some kind of weird New Genesis. This is like... Version or something. Yeah, this is like a, a new storyline, like new content, yeah. big facelift for the game. Um because what we had just gotten on Xbox One is the game that's been available on PC in Japan for years. Um, so mm. it, it's it's a cool expansion of sorts. It does. It looks like straight ass. It, it looks way prettier <laughs> than the original, though. So that's you, true. You've got to take it with that too and compare it to what everyone just got with the original Fantasy Star Online too, which looked a lot worse. Yeah, and that's why I'm like, you know, MMO style things. It. Like, I, I kind of have to give them a pass, but you see that super anime head on that, like, it's, yeah. it's really Sega, though. Armor is very, it's weird. Sega. Yeah, it's Sega, and it's that, it's a very Sega aesthetic. And whereas it's stuff that we might not be big fans of, there is a huge market for this out there. Um, oh, yeah. I mean, I still enjoyed the gameplay on the, on the first one when I booted it up and tried it out. It's a lot more of an action focus. But I'm I'm already hooked on an MMO, so I'm good. I'm playing Final Fantasy fourteen again, so that's Oh boy. Yeah. That's, yeah. That's slope. Um so beyond that, uh they showed off Crossfire X. Um I think I missed this whole section. I think I was doing something uh that I couldn't like pull my attention I mean, over to I mean, I was at work during this whole thing, so I got to oh, yeah, just hear too. about all of this from people. I didn't get to watch anything because I was busy uh, trying to not get fired. So, <laughs> yeah, it kind of has like a reminds me of that game Black a little bit. But Remedy, man, that's that's all I needed to see was Remedy. Yeah. Oh yeah. This looks goddamn near unplayable. <laughs> <laughs> God. This is the most played video game in the world by far. Uh, Crossfire. Yeah. It's like the original like Chinese name or whatever is like uh, "Do Not Go Alone, Wander Into the Night." Crossfire twenty three X Chai or whatever the fuck. But like, it is like I mean, number of concurrent users is like off the charts, and this is them trying to basically bring that to the U.S. Um. So they're like, hey, let's put Remedy on it, get a single-player mode. You have to pay for the single-player. The multiplayer is free. Hmm. Very strange. I mean, that's but, uh, just pulled out like a, a crisis. Uh, yeah, you become you crisis. Like an exo <laughs> I thought this was crisis at first when we were watching it. But, uh, yeah, I don't know. Okay. This, I mean, it looks like the multiplayer is good or whatever, but the, the story mode looks really rough. Alright, so they started doing like a recap at the end, and they're just like, hey, check it out. I was pissed. Cool shit, you know. Um, why were you mad? Because they didn't show the last thing? Yeah, I was like, you okay. know what? These motherfuckers, if they do not show the one thing that I have to see, I'm going to yeet my Series X okay. off a cliff. Oh, you mean like New Gears of War? <laughs> yeah, New Gears of War. And then all of a sudden, they're like, okay, so we've showed all these cool games. Uh, uh, what what was this guy's name? He has a funny name. It's like uh, Plants vs Zombies. That's the one. Plants vs Zombies. What was what's the new Xbox like 
head guy's name? Booty. Uh, Matt yeah, Booty. Yeah, Matt, Matt Booty. I was like, I was huh, very excited nice. for Matt Booty. Okay. And then these motherfuckers are like, okay, we got one more thing to show you real quick. It's Matt's booty. And, and it was, yeah, glorious. I immediately was like, dude, Shrek 5. Uh-huh. <laughs> I mean, as soon as they showed Playground, I knew what it was. Because we knew who was developing this. Right. And uh, it's Shrek 5. And um, it's Fable colon Shrek 5. Featuring Tinkerbell. It looked, Featuring it looked Tink- so, like, just this little video looked so good. Mm-hmm. Like the detail, it's the best the looking thing they point. showed in the entire <laughs> like For presentation. Sure. It was the best piece of gameplay they showed by far. Um, and yeah, yeah, the, you know the um, like little like fairy was just flying around checking stuff out, and you mm-hmm. have the very stereotypical um, like voiceover, um, and it shows some cool like life stuff and like a sword, and then it shows like a skull, you know. Uh, then as it goes into this like basically the fucking mushroom kingdom right um hell yeah they're talking about magic and whatnot and uh the like the fairy's like sniffing a flower and then a tongue <laughs> snaps her up hypno toad just bites her up and just swallows her on down <sighs> yeah um very progressive um and then you know just basically shows like Albion says Fable. Um, what the fuck are we getting here? I mean, that's a very that's Fable thing to happen, too. It's like, oh, look at this beautiful fantasy world. Look at how cute this is. It's so beautiful. And then something stupid and just ridiculous happens, like watching a toad eat a fairy. Oh, and then yeah. you're like, yeah, they would do that. Yeah. Let me go kick yeah, this chicken yeah. into a wall that's going to eat it. Yep. Fable is the Shrek of video games. So, I mean, immediate excitement. But then... You know, started one like, like what? What are we doing? Yeah, what, just not not this, enough. Is it a re? Is it a reboot? Is it a rebranding? Like, is I mean, are, are we continuing on? Yeah, is it a new uh, start? Yeah. Are we are we starting something new? Um, and that's what I'm kind of hoping. I'm kind of hoping that it's um, something brand new. You kind of hear some stories about you know the previous fables, mm-hmm. um, and. I, I don't know. I, I think that would be kind of cool. Just uh, uh, it's been a long time since we've got a fable game, like yeah. a, a real fable game, a good fable game. Yeah. So I, I don't know. It, I'm very open. I'm just excited they're doing something with it. Mm-hmm. But uh, yeah, I think it would be cool. A fresh start. You know, you're gonna create your character anyway. So you know, theoretically. Um, so, I mean, the fresh start would be cool. Learning about, you know, even for new players, like, oh, I didn't get to play the original. Like, is one, it, two, is it another game where I get to go around and attack people until I grow horns? Yeah. Hell yeah. Because that's what's going to really matter for most people. Don't mind if I damn do. I need crazy facial hair and those horns and flies. That's what I'm I, I want, like, the more... I, I want you to be able to be different kinds of evil. Like, if you just, like, start hoarding money and, and never buy anything and just abuse people, I want you to start growing, like, a ridiculous mustache that just twirls more and more. Ooh. A I little like bit that. of a hunchback would be cool, too. Yeah. I don't know I want, why. I want to become the guy from that ridiculous Pixar movie, uh, like, Meet the Robinsons. Mm-hmm. <laughs> 
Like he, you st- start to be one. You start to turn into one of the goblins from the bank from like Harry Potter. Yeah, like you, just, you get shorter and your ears start to get longer. But I wanted, oh, I want yeah. like a crazy twirled mustache, and I want to just grow a monocle. You grow, a, grow a fucking monocle. Yeah, like, like a man would. Like why not? <laughs> like I want my, I want my mustache to twirl up and become a monocle, and then go back down. Sounds that also fits. I mean, you have you, you start growing a top hat when you start tying people to train tracks and stuff, though. Yeah, like I want I want yeah. real I want a real evolution of becoming evil or good. You know, if you start becoming so good, you just stop moving and you <laughs> just start sitting. You sit the entire time and and then ah, you, you become Buddha. Yeah. Well, hold on, I'm gonna luxuriously recline as I die of starvation, <laughs> and then the credits will start rolling. That'd be fine. And you would have changed the entire world. You died of hunger. <laughs> um, but yeah, a lot of speculation. I can't wait to see more on this. Um, they told us nothing. There's already other than been speculation confirming. going around about the fable. Um, be it rumors about it being an MMO, to rumors about it being a, a shared a shared experience, like an MMO light, mm-hmm. like how Destiny and stuff like that is. Um, yep. to it being just a single player game so like within 48 hours all those rumors already went around and it was like mm-hmm. we literally only had like 30 seconds of a cutscene like why are we even starting up rumors yeah for sure um, I don't know it, it, I, I always appreciate when we get a video like this you know we get a small little thing um, when they kind of mention hey this is where we are Mm-hmm. early development um, you know or something like that but we didn't get anything of the of the sort so definitely not going to be uh, anything we'll be seeing probably within the next like uh, going out on a limb like two years yeah um, I would be surprised if we saw it in like late 2021 I'd be like really surprised and honestly that's even so, if we get to 2021 yeah I don't think we're surviving that's a good point. Um, I saw uh, Bigfoot just got taken out by COVID, so I think we're gonna have. I think we're gonna, uh, have, tough, I think we're gonna get 2020B, um, and we have to do the B playthrough to try to be successful mm-hmm. before we get 2021. Mm-hmm. That makes sense. Yeah. But yeah, that's pretty much the show. You um, started, you know, they thought incredibly strong with Infinite. Um, continuing on, they had some really big standout titles along the way, and then capping it off with um, the announcement that we all basically wanted, I think. And we're, we're getting um, that everywhere now. It seems like that formula is just so predictable across the board on start with something strong to get people's attention, and then just kind of fill the everything else in the middle with whatever, um, good or bad, but mm-hmm. leave a reason for people to hang on let people get really mad at you at the end and then say, oh my god, I forgot your last Christmas present. Here it is. Yeah, yeah. Like, these companies, they really need to learn that they need to start with something shit and end with something shit and then just do shit all in between just to, you know, change it up. I I think keep their fan base uh, on on edge. Um, And then come out next week with something good. Yeah time to see something a little bit different here um but yeah that's pretty much the show uh it wasn't super long uh, it was about an hour long um 
and I feel like they covered a lot of ground. I saw a lot of things that I was interested in. Uh, you always see a lot of back and forth online mm-hmm. of what people like really thought of it. Um, but I was overall pleased. I don't know about you guys. Yeah, I mean, they, I, mean I, th- I think they showed some stuff that they really needed to show off. I would have. I, I think they should have done more. I think the lack of actual gameplay. I think someone needs to sit down with these guys and tell them like what gameplay is, just so they know, yeah. so they're not going check out all the sweet gameplay we have. Here's you know a cutscene from in 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 engine cutscene. Yeah, it's not the same thing. Very different. It's true. All right, so. Uh, We'll go ahead and move along. Um, I literally know nothing about this next topic, so I'm excited to learn. Um, yeah, it's it's always a it's always a fun topic when you get on <laughs> when you get on the subject of kickstarters, um, mm-hmm. because more often than not they turn out pretty bad. Um, <laughs> <laughs> We've seen a lot of Kickstarter funded um, games and stuff where it's like, yeah. hey, throw some money in here and we're going to put this game out and then uh, seven years are going to go by and then eventually we're going to send you an email to remind you that we were doing this and then here's a code for a de- for a demo. Mm-hmm. But um, it, it's usually when a good name is attached to it, that's what matters. Yeah. Um, and this one has an amazing name attached to it. If uh, if anyone played really really big RPGs back on the PS One, the Suikoden series was crazy. Um, you had like 108 characters to recruit. They were nuts. Typical turn-based JRPG with like literal months of commitment needed to finish them. Uh, well, some of the kings of that development team are coming back and said that they're going to be doing a Kickstarter for a new series or well a new game, um, a spiritual successor to the Suikoden games, which is terrifying. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Um, this feels like really... Um, feels a lot like... Uh, like, Bravely Default. Like, I'm getting the same okay. vibe of, like, the way... Like, it keeps happening more and more often. Like, hey, oh, we're coming back and we're going to... You know, we're all going to get together, get the band together one more time. We're going to make um, Octopath Traveler, or you know, something like that. Mm-hmm. Um, it has that same kind of um, origin story and vibe going with it. Yeah, um, it's see the Suikoden games were games that I really liked because I had all the time in the world as a kid. I you had 108 characters you could recruit um, in order to get like the yeah. best ending and. That's that's what made the game so cool back then, and that's what makes it so awful now. Is I don't have the time to recruit <laughs> six characters in a game. You want me mm. to get it over a hundred? Yeah. But that was the charm that it had is that it it had so many characters, yet they were all different enough and stood out enough that everyone had favorites. Mm. Um, for sure. And the art style is another big reason for it, as as we see just from the the little bit of uh, artwork they've given us for character models. Um, it's exciting. It's it's a hefty goal though. They're setting like, what was it like, half a million for their for their initial like goal, with stretch goals coming after. Um, yeah. That's a lot for a game that 
people are definitely going to be diehard about. Yeah. Suikoden 2 is one of the top priced PS1 games for a physical copy in existence. Um, it only dipped in price when Suikoden 2 got released on the PS3 as a download. Yeah. Yeah, that's... It's super interesting. I would like to hear, you know, like, hey, what are we doing in comparison to the originals? Because 108's a lot. Yeah. Um, yep. I wonder, with this quality, I wonder if we're going to see that cut in half. Now, it looks more. like a solid team, at least. Um, they are initially funding it just for PC, so it's going to have to hit those stretch goals to be able to go to main consoles um, following that. Um, the game is set to release in 2022. Um, the Kickstarter itself is supposed to be going live tomorrow, it looks like, and go through August. Um, but it looks... I don't know. It looks like it's going to be really cool. Um, Rabbit and Bear Studios, um, one of the original creators of this weekend in games, uh, yeah. is the guy leading it. Um, but they pulled in a lot of top talent from the genre. Uh, you've got people that have worked on one of my favorite Castlevania games, which is Aria of Sorrow. Um, you've got people that worked on uh, Suikun and Tactics, which was awesome. Uh, and then, of course, like the normal games, you've got some people that worked on Wild Arms, someone that worked on the Tales games. There's a lot of, of like, at least... I would honestly say B team at worst from places coming into it, but a lot of A team swingers like coming in to to give you hype for it. And uh, mm -hmm. I'm I'm gonna get the game when it finally comes out. I'm just terrified of donating to a Kickstarter, but luckily for me, enough other people aren't. Yeah, right, right. And I mean, I don't do a ton of Kickstarters. It has to be something really big that I like super believe in. Um, so I, I kind of reserve a lot of that for things friends are working on, yeah, uh, or something I really super am like stoked on, like session. Um, but yeah, it has to be something like that. But we have seen though, just recently in the past year, that it can be done well. Um, oh yeah, we finally yeah. got Bloodstained. Yeah, um, yeah. Bloodstained, Ritual of the Night was amazing. We like I absolutely love it, even though it runs like trash on the Switch. It runs great <laughs> everywhere else. Um, but that also gave us two offshoot games because of stretch goals. We got three games out of that one Kickstarter, and they're all three really good. Yeah, the only downfall is um, Kickstarter is good for games. I wouldn't say they're ne necessarily good for video games, though. Um, yeah. Board games do incredibly well. Tabletop things do very, very well. On Kickstarter, um, like um, our friend Ian, we've had on the show. Some of his projects or projects he's worked on, um, they've went, they've got four and five times the amount that they were requesting, um, which just destroyed their Kickstarter or their uh, stretch goals. Um, but video games, a lot of times you see them like just thinking about like um, Accession specifically, they they managed to, you know beat their goal and they got a few of theirs but you know they, they didn't destroy it like we see like with board games and I yeah. I don't know I wonder if that's because you know a board game can be done with three to five people mm -hmm. or fewer um, and a video game takes a lot a of million people, years like yeah. 25 people um, 
minimum. And that's a lot of money that they're asking for to pay 25 people for, yeah. you know, the time. They're not going to finish. You, you know, usually a game isn't finished in, like, six months or whatever. Um, it's usually a, yeah, like I, a year commitment or more. I've seen so. a lot of Kickstarters for games just flop hard and, and take yeah. way too long. But I, it looks like the, the, the success really comes from how big that fan base really is and how big that, that development team really is. And that's why we saw the, the Bloodstained one go so well, is it had the biggest name attached to it, because like, everyone loved Castlevania. Um, and, and I will say that the Suikoden series is something we haven't heard anything from in so, so, so long yeah. that it may very yeah. well be able to pull it off. It, it could, for sure. Um, I think there's enough people that are interested in this, and if they're not... There are at least enough people money. that will donate to it as there are characters in the games. Yeah. And for this one, that's a big deal. And you'll always have that heavy hitter, too. That person who donates a yeah. shit ton of money. I, I, yeah. I think if we find out if this is going to be geared more towards like the way the original first, like the first two games were, versus the later ones, like if we see more info on the Kickstarter there... But from all the artwork and stuff that I'm seeing, it, it looks like that's kind of what they're shooting for, is more of that 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 style of like the first two artistically, um, which were really good back in the day. I just can't bring myself to play them again now because I don't have 8,000 hours of life. Yeah, yeah. But, you know, if it's something that can keep your attention, this could be something really fun to, you know, continuously return to. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Um, so, I, I don't know. This, I mean, it, it's definitely got my attention. I'm not shy about, you know, tossing some money towards something that I think should succeed. So, we'll see what happens when it does go live. Um, yeah, hopefully we'll find tomorrow, out tomorrow. Right? Yeah, it's supposed to go live tomorrow. tomorrow. Let me see what kind of awesome swag they're throwing out for those top donators, and I'll see how much I hate myself. Exactly. So, uh, aside from that, um, I believe it was yesterday, Pokemon Go Fest did kick off. Um Filter, you're kind of our resident Pokemon Go guy now. Uh, yeah. Touched it in our, very, he, very, very long. He's time. our he's our resident Pokemon Go too. Hey. Damn. Got him. Yeah, I mean it's they're they're having like rolling rewards and stuff of like what kind of um, like different events that are going on and everything. You have to purchase a like access to this because this is typically like. Um, yeah, it seems like this Chicago would be like a live or, event. Yeah, right. Um, so they have a lot of different things that they're doing with it, but uh, so I'm the not, Go Fest. I'm not spending 15 bucks to get a ticket for this. So yeah, the Go Fest is 15 bucks. Um, yeah, and it just basically gives you uh, some extra research. You know, you're, you're basically they're bundling some of the stuff that you would, um, you know, traditionally kind of buy to you know if you needed. Um, like they've always had, you can buy like extra Pokeballs, or you can buy this, or buy that. You know, if you don't, if you don't live near anything, and that's was mm -hmm. kind of a problem with this game when it launched, like one of many. Uh, but there was literally no, um, like spots for people to go and continuously get. Yeah, if, if you didn't, you're not going to go over there. For, if, yeah. If you didn't live near or work near a couple hot spots, it was awful. Yeah. yeah. So. Um, I think since they've kind of rectified that, you know, they've changed yeah. a lot of them. Um, I know on um, Filter and I's college campus, they had like five stops when I, when we were going to when we were going to college. Yeah. Um, they since took all of those away. 
and they've moved, uh, I think they have like maybe one on campus and they've kind of spread them out in the area. So not everyone was literally, you know, coming to full sale for no reason. Um, mm-hmm. But yeah, I mean, this research fest will get you, you know, if you play it right, you can actually get some um, things that you might not get normally. And as well, it basically gives you um, like 200 Pokeballs and a bunch of XP and, you know, a bunch of Stardust, things that you'd use, um, you know, to continue mm-hmm. playing. So if you have been playing, um, that 15 bucks could be a good thing for, you know, like the weekend or whatever. Depends yeah. on how into it you are. All right. And then the last thing we had to talk about was the Nintendo Direct uh, Mini. Um, they just kind of ran over some of the, um, it, you know, like a smaller. How long was this anyway? It was, it was, like, was like it was short. It was like eight minutes. It was yeah. very short, and it wasn't even live. They just uploaded right, the video and let it go. Hell yeah! yeah. So you were um, you were able to skip through things if you didn't care, which was definitely what I did. Cool. Yeah. For sure. Um, I I actually like. Like we've been saying, it's been a very weird... 2020 has, you know, not been great to begin with, but it's been weird for video games, too. Because Mm. everyone's like, hey, let's bring out our own thing. And I know Nintendo was on the forefront of that, like, well before a lot of other people were like, hey, we're doing our own show. But now that everyone's doing their own show, things like a Nintendo Direct Mini get swept under the rug for me. Um... Mm. And, you know, I end up hearing about it, you know, when we start talking about, like, doing the show or something like that. Like, obviously, <clears throat> the Xbox event was um, big because they showed off like, Fable. But it's like, what is a Nintendo Direct Mini going to show off that's going to be, as, you know, as big as that? Something that's going to catch my attention as much as Fable. Mm-hmm. Um, so, did uh, I, I actually have not seen this whole thing. Um, I've heard about some of the things like the some of the things that they talked about during this mm-hmm. uh, but yeah um, are you guys excited about anything specifically that they talked about here well I still haven't picked up Cadence of Hyrule um, mm-hmm. as much as I wanted to because I'm most terrible at Crypt of the Necro Dancer I am yeah. typically good <laughs> at rhythm games and dungeon crawlers don't put those together I can't do that <laughs> I want to I can't, um, but since they announced that there's going to be a physical copy of the uh, the Cadence of Hyrule one, uh, including all the DLC, I am suddenly interested. I mm-hmm. will pick that up because I love the Zelda music, and just adding mm-hmm. extra characters and extra music has me sold on it. Like I yeah. now want it. Okay. Yeah, I was really excited to see um, specifically Shin Megami Tensei. Five. Oh, finally. <laughs> um, I'm not gonna go back and play previous ones because it's just that that series is too slow to to modernize. I guess like Persona Five felt a little old fashioned, so like I'm definitely not going backwards. But I'll check out Shin Megami Tensei Five for sure. Yeah, they yeah, uh, drop finally it, dropping info on Five was good. It had been it, it had been talked about. It felt it feels like years ago at this point. Um. And we just hadn't heard anything forever, and it had been a joke for so long with some friends of mine. Like, we're never gonna get Shin Megami Tensei. We're never gonna get it. We're never gonna get it. 
But then they announced they were porting over the third one, which was back on PS2, which was a pretty big game. It was a, it was, I don't know, it was like the first really good one that pulled people in. And uh, bringing that over to the Switch, it's also going to be getting dropped on at, at least PS4. Um, mm. That's kind of awesome. So I will try to play through that one on PlayStation because that's just where it feels right to me. But I'm, I'm probably going to grab five and never play it as I do with these games because I really want them. Mm. For sure. Um, I, I don't think that there was really anything too big here that interests me. Um, Shin Megami Tensei really has changed with... Uh, yeah, like with Persona. It really... the you know, most recent Persona did kind of change my opinion on how yeah. I felt about the game. Like, yeah. everything before that, I played and I just never cared for. I, I don't know what made me not like it. Mm-hmm. Um, but it just, it didn't feel, it didn't feel fun for me. So, um, yeah. I generally kind of, I would pick it up for a little bit and then, you know, just put it, I wouldn't even buy it. It would just be something that I would end up playing for like a day. Um, yeah, I mean, the games but, were very menu-driven. The older ones were all, like, just very menu-driven, and uh, they were a slog to get through them, but the story was always what it was about. But even the story for, like, the Persona games didn't pick up and pull people in, like, mad until the fourth one. Uh, and, and then the fifth just really did it for everybody, which is why we got two different versions of it. Uh, the Shin Megami Tensei games are a little bit different, and... Uh, I don't know. They hit the. They hit this. They have a lot of overlap in those crowds, but not completely. But okay, it's weird. I, I'm excited for it though. It's a series that I never got a chance to get into when I was younger. Um, I do like seeing that five is going to be a simultaneous release globally. So it's we're not going to see it drop in Japan for like eight months to a year before it hits the U.S. We're going to all get it at the same time, which is honestly probably why we didn't hear so much or hear about it for so long. Mm-hmm. For sure, I do want to point out how awesome uh, John Cena looks in the WWE 2K Battlegrounds. Like, still of him, I, I, it looks ridiculous. It looks so yeah. fucking ridiculous. Battlegrounds really looks is like. going to be a weird one. It's it's a party game. Um, and no, I mean I'm definitely excited for it. I think it's going to be fun. Yeah. I, I, like, it's not something that. I think it's going to appeal to people the same way that playing the old PS2 ones, like on multi-tap, used to be in your friend's house. Because yes. um, those were treated as party games by everybody. No one played those games single-player seriously, and, and I think that that's kind of what we're doing with this. Is it just looks ridiculous and yeah, and fun. Like it's a party arcade game, and I would love to have people locally to sit down and play it with, even though I'm not a wrestling fan. Yeah, and that's that's the kind of thing that, I mean, th- there needs to be a couple um, different types of wrestling games. 2K really, um, that I feel like they messed up with like the acquisition of this, where they could have kind of split that off. Let's do something fun, arcadey, and then let's do something more serious for the people who actually like love the series. Um, and I, I think uh, their last game being such a fucking train wreck. <laughs> ultimately is ultimately has helped them. See? Yeah, exactly. Everybody agrees. Either, but Everybody he's, agrees. He's in. 
I do really like that they have all these wrestlers in there and none of them are playing themselves. <laughs> Probably because they're not in the game. It's because there's well, actually, legends think... in there. Like, I mean, yeah. I'm sorry. If you have a chance to play as like some of these iconic wrestlers, that's, that's who you're going to play as. Yeah. I think Asuka is in the game. I think she might be the only one out of this group. <laughs> but yeah, this does look just like some ridiculous arcade fun. Like, I think at one point you see Jeff Hardy get thrown to a gator. Yep. Yeah, and I'm pretty sure I just saw John Cena Shoryuken someone. <laughs> there was there was a bicycle uh, brought in at some point. I think, was that John Cena too? That had a bicycle yeah. and he's bashing people in the head with? <laughs> this, is the, this is the NBA Street Volume 2 of WWE games. Yeah. And that that's that's gonna be fun. That's good. Um, yeah. yeah, massive just, positive. No, it was Stone Cold. He, I don't even. Know, I've never seen Stone Cold ride a bike. Why did he have a bicycle? He can't ride a bike. His frame just won't allow it. <laughs> Wait, why are they in the Bayou? I just that just hit me. There's like, uh, well, this the funding weird. didn't go. Things didn't go so well for last year's <laughs> WWE, so they have to run the smaller venues this year. Uh, this is called a house show. Um. But yeah, I think aside from everything that we talked about, the only thing that we didn't touch on for the show um, was Rogue Company, I guess, uh, is, is, is what I see wrote down here on this list. Um, it exists, folks. Yeah, I got nothing. I watched the little bit of the video stuff for it. I was like, this looks kind of neat. Um, I still don't know enough about the game. I even tried to look more into it on the Epic Store because there's stuff on there about it. But I don't know what's going on. Yeah, no idea. Um, just looks like a... Did you just shut down the entire city? Yeah, it's the character they introduced in this one. Is, uh, it's Glitch. So I, I like the aesthetic of this character, but I don't know enough mm -hmm. about the actual sure. game to know what I'm getting myself into. Yeah. Yeah. Um, um, very... So what is it? it kind I mean, of like a... It's uh, it's the guys that made like Paladins and um, Smite. Yeah, it has like a um, like Counter Strike feel to it. Yeah, like just a hero, third person hero shooter. Am I off base on that? It doesn't look like it. I mean, still team based, reviving your your companions, stuff like that. But I don't know. It's it looks like it'll be one I can toy around with. Um, I don't know what platform I even mess with it on. It's another. It's another one of those games I don't think I'll play on the Switch though. So, yeah. For the first gameplay I've seen about it to be on the Switch, I'm just like, uh. It's fun to see because I've applied at the studio who makes this like twice or three times, and it's like, hey, this is what I might have been working on. Hmm. Yeah, and high res is pretty close. To where I live, yeah, so. theoretically, this could have been a character that you came up with. So. I mean, we know how much you like Watch Dogs like, and stuff. Yeah, I was going to say, did you like Watch Dogs too? Well, you'll if love you, this. If, if you liked Wrench, you'll like his friend. Glitch. Uh, I, 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 God damn it, it does rock. <laughs> I wanted to, like, I wanted to add, like, Crescent or Pipe to it. Um, but yeah, uh, that's pretty much the show. Uh, this week's news was... <laughs> was heavily like, hey, there's an event here, and there's an event here. Um, actually, all of it was events, aside from the one Kickstarter. Um, so, that, that's fun. That's fun. Yeah, this uh, this week really showed me that uh, it helped me realize I'm definitely getting an Xbox Series X on day one. Um, 
and, and I'm probably not going to buy a single game for it. So if I get that at GameStop, those employees are going to absolutely hate me for literally only buying a console and buying nothing else to go with it. Yeah. Well, uh, to look forward to, next week is, um, you know, coming up the 28th is a pretty stacked day of games as well. So, um, and few of those, uh, two of those, Grounded, you can get on uh, Game Pass, but Destroy All Humans and Skater XL, definitely good uh, good things to, you know, maybe sink a couple bucks into and have some fun. Yeah. But that pretty much wraps it up. Uh, thanks for joining us for the show, guys, as hey. always, if you get a chance. Wow, I just realized something. This is like the first time in several weeks that we didn't go off on a cyberpunk tangent. Okay, so like I'm definitely getting uh, options number four and A on my dick. Oh, okay. I thought. Uh, are you getting that tattooed I, on there or? Four yeah. A games. That's who made Metro. Oh, got it. Got it. See, I'm gonna go with there options four and skin on mine. Skin hey, four and skin. There it is, and that's the clip. That's the one we needed. Good job, Folks, everybody. I'd like you. to thank, uh, like to thank Johnny, and I'd like to thank uh, Filtercord for setting him up. And uh, that's the show. Um, anything else, guys? Any other foreskin jokes or? No, I think we're. Five skin. I, I think I we're think ahead of the curve on that one. Yeah, mm. there was four altogether. So, listen back and count them up. Uh, but thanks for joining us. As I was saying, if you get a chance, head over to facebook.com backslash mammothgamesinc to check out all of the news and junk that we share there weekly that we talk about here weekly as well uh, on Twitter at mammothgamesinc so you know when we go live and do stuff just like this. Until next week, um, have a good one. Uh, I am Night Swarm. I'm Filtercord. And I'm Johnny Riot. <laughs>